Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Juliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. Open up your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. This is what it says. It says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do you want to know the will of God for you? Here it is. The will of God for you is in everything give thanks. You know, it came back, um, came back from... Uh, from Poland, and um, advertising everywhere, every shop that we went through, Black Friday. How many of you have seen this? Black Friday, advertising everywhere. How many of you have thought, where in the world does this come from? Here it is, another import from America. Uh, so we've got Black Friday super sales everywhere. How many of you can remember last year Black Friday sales or the year before or when you were a kid? So where has this come from? Another import. And um, I mean, the other import that we had was Halloween. Not, not that we're fussed about that, but we're getting all these imports. But if there's one thing that I would love to have imported from America, a special holiday that we just can't get any traction on, that if there was one thing that I would love... It's a festival that happened on Thursday. And what's the name of that festival? And why did we get why don't, why don't we get any traction on that one? Why do we get traction on Halloween and Black Friday but not Thanksgiving? It's just it's crazy. It's like why why does evil get promotion and Thanksgiving that is just something incredible? And so I thought I'm going to preach a Thanksgiving message. That's what I'm preaching on, a Thanksgiving message. Huh? Because I am thankful. Is there anybody here that's thankful? I, I just, to be honest with you, if there was one revelation that I carry, that's one of my top five revelation, it's the revelation of gratitude. Just to be thankful, to go through life being thankful. And it's biblical, it's, it's scriptural, it's, it's one of the secrets, I believe, to a great life. I honestly believe that if you want a great life, you've just got to be thankful. And the Bible says that thankfulness is the will of God for you. There it is. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You want to know the will of God? Maybe some of you came to church today saying, I want to find out the will of God for my life. Well, here it is. Start by being thankful. And by being thankful, I'm, I'm telling you, your world will change. Your world will change. It is one of the great secrets of life to be grateful, to be thankful. You cannot control the events of your life. No, nobody's got control of the events of your life. But there is something that you can control, and that's your attitude. You can't control the events of your life, but you control the attitude of your life. And an attitude of gratitude is something within your power. Bible says, in everything give thanks. Notice it doesn't say for everything. 
It doesn't say, for everything gives thanks. But it, this, it does say, in everything give thanks. Stuff happens to us that we're not really grateful for. Stuff happens to us that we literally hate. But can you give thanks in it? You know, I, I think that when I look over my life, I see the wisdom that I've gained hasn't come through the good things. The wisdom that I've gained in life has come through the tough things. Can anybody say amen to that? Sometimes, you know, while I've been going through the stuff, it's like I hate this. But when I've come out of it, it's like, wow, God, you've turned this thing around and I've actually benefited from it. So in everything give thanks, not necessarily for everything give thanks. I can remember when my dad died. I certainly wasn't giving thanks for the death of my father. I wasn't giving thanks for that because it was like my heart got ripped apart. You know, I'm sure that if you've lived long enough, you would have seen the death of a loved one. And um, the Bible doesn't say for you to give thanks for their death. But what you can do is in to give thanks. And so I stopped and started to think about what my father had done for me. And in that, I started to give thanks. I mean, in 1951, he left Italy to come to Australia. He never saw his parents again. They died before he was able to go back. The incredible sacrifice that he made so that I could be educated, so that I could have a better life here. And I was, I was grateful. And so, and so I can still remember, at his, I, I spoke at my father's funeral. And, and that was a tough gig to do. When you, you know, it's, it's your dad's funeral. But I thought, no, I, I'm, I'm going to give thanks for my father's life. And so, and I did an acrostic of his name. So um, I, I had two choices. I either did an acrostic on the Australian version of his name, which was Sam, or the Italian version of his name, which was Salvatore. I went for the Italian version. It just went on and on and on and on. <laughs> and I thought, hey, come on. It's his, it's his funeral. We're not going to do a fast one. Let's, let's stop and celebrate his life and give thanks for his life. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God for your life. You know, it's an amazing thing when you stop and think how you can give thanks for so much in your life. So secondly, what I want to say is this. Make thanksgiving your prayer strategy. Everybody say, make thanksgiving your, sp- your prayer strategy. A lot of people never make thanksgiving their prayer strategy. They make requests their prayer strategy. But for me, my, my whole revelation in life is taken from Psalm 100, verse 4. Psalm 100, verse 4. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, be thankful to him and bless his name. So that enter his gates means to enter the presence of God. It's like the gates are the, 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 the entrance into the presence of God and his courts is where God entertains. And it's like, if you're going to come into the presence of God, make sure that you come into the presence of God with thanksgiving. Because too often when we pray, it's God, give me this. God, give me that. God, I need this. God, I need that. Rather than stopping and saying, come on, why don't we give him a gift of thanksgiving? 
Because once you stop and think at how much God has given you, gratitude comes into your heart and there is so much to give thanks for. It's just a very powerful prayer strategy. So when I discovered this many, many years ago, I've actually always made it my prayer strategy. And so, so some of you have got prayer requests and you've got lists of the things that you need. I want to turn it around. Why don't you make a gratitude list? And so come into his presence with all the good things that he's given you. And he's given you so much. He's given you so, so much. Just to be grateful for it. Psalm 107 verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. I love that first word. Oh, it's like, come on. Stop and think about it. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Then the whole psalm has this one verse repeated over and over again. It's repeated in verse 8. It's repeated in verse 15. It's repeated in verse 21. It's repeated in verse 31. And it says, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Oh, that it would happen. Oh, don't you love that word? Sometimes you just need to put a big circle or big underline to the word, oh, because it says, come on, stop and think about this. When you approach the presence of God, do you approach the presence of God just with gimme, gimme, gimme? I need this, I need that, I need, I need, I need. Or let me stop and just say, thank you. God, you're awesome. Do you stop and say, oh my goodness. When I see a blue sky day, how many of you like blue sky days? They're my favorite days, blue sky days. I just say, thank you, Lord. Then when I see gray sky days, I say, thank you, Lord. When I see rain, I say, thank you, Lord. How many of you thank God for the wind? Oh, come on. We had all that dust. We needed the wind to come and blow it all the way. You know, let me, let me tell you, the wind is a very important part of the weather pattern. And uh, we need the wind. Glory to God. It just cleans things up and just cleans everything up. And it's like it makes a bit of a mess. But it's okay. We can clean the mess. But we need the wind. You know, there's, there's so many things that you can be grateful for. And sometimes we're just not grateful. Just, and what's interesting about that psalm is that that psalm revolves around the children of Israel. And uh, their grumbling attitude. It's fascinating when you study the children of Israel as they left Egypt and God was taking them to the promised land. All he wanted for them to do is to live a grateful life. But all they did was grumble. It's funny how sometimes we can get involved in human nature that just grumbles. Don't put up your hand. Don't, don't put up your hand. Please, don't put up your hand. But how many of you know people that are always grumbling. I said, don't put up your hand. And don't nudge the person next to you in the ribs either, okay? Just the grumbling attitude. And it's like, it wears you down. How many of you have discovered that? It wears you down. We've got to be careful that we don't raise grumbling kids. Because it's like human nature to grumble. And so what we've got to do is that we've got to turn that around and get people to focus on what you have. Focus. Turn, turn that thing around. Turn that thing around. 
Are you filled with a grumbling attitude or an attitude of gratitude? And all God wanted for those people was, come on, won't you thank the Lord? Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord. Oh, that they, that, that they would see the wonderful works that he's done. He's delivered them out of Egypt. He destroyed the armies that wanted to destroy them. It's like... There's so many things that you can be grateful for. We haven't got water. We haven't got enough food. We haven't got... And, and they just grumble, grumble, grumble. Grumble, grumble. There's someone just emphasizing that. I love that. If you can't say amen, say yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know there was a scientific study done at the University of Kentucky in regards to thankfulness? And this is what they discovered. They discovered that thankful people improve their physical health. How many of you need your health to improve? Just be grateful. Just be thankful. It improves your health. It, it creates a healthy heart, a healthy body. Just being grateful. Misery guts. Get miserable. Not only does it improve your physical health, this is a scientific study. It improves your psychological health upstairs. It enhances, the third thing, it enhances empathy and reduces aggression. You know, if it, you want to reduce aggression around you, start being thankful. Just rather than pointing out how bad the people around you are, just start looking at something good and all of a sudden it turns the aggression around. The Bible says in Proverbs 15 verse 1, talks about a, uh, a soft answer, turning away wrath. And if you've got aggression around you, can I just tell you the secret to reducing the aggression is just being grateful. Just starting to show just, just thankfulness and gratitude. It actually turns aggression around. Number four, here it is. If you, if you suffer from sleep disorder, just start being thankful and it helps you sleep better. <laughs> this is what scientists have found, that grateful people sleep better. And you know why? Because you're focused on what's good rather than what's bad in your life. And let me tell you, if you go to bed thinking about all the things that can go wrong, you lose your sleep. But if you go to bed thanking God for all the amazing things that's happened, peace comes into your soul and you sleep better. Number five. This is scientific study has found that being thankful actually opens doors to more relationships. Where's, where's the singles in our church? Okay. How many of you want to get married? Stop grumbling. Stop complaining. You're much more attractive when you're grateful than when you're complaining. You want to get married, then find some good things to talk about. How many of your parents are here? You pay, give me a wave, all you parents. This is your job to get grumbling out of your children and just get them to focus on what's good. One, one, one of the biggest dangers about living in Australia is what I call the spirit of entitlement. We kind of feel that the world owes us something because we're born in Australia. The world owes you nothing. Nobody owes you anything. And everything that you get, rather than having a spirit of entitlement, we need to have a spirit of gratitude. And be really careful over this Christmas period with your children. Be really, really careful. Because there's an indoctrination happening in the souls and spirits of your children that is constantly making them ungrateful. And so it's like, 
I, all my friends have got this toy and I don't have it and, and, and I need it. I need it. You need what? Uh, maybe a roof over your head that I'm providing and food on your plate, but that toy, I don't think you need it. But no, I do. I need it. My life will be just misery without it. I'm telling you, it's a spirit that we've just got to remove. And it's the spirit of entitlement that our young people are indoctrinated with constantly. And, and it's like never happy, never content. Entitlement will always make you miserable because you just... You just can't get everything. Whereas gratitude just makes you so wonderful because you've just got a whole different, a whole different focus. How many of you have heard of the African term Ubuntu? U-B-U-N-T-U. It's an amazing terminology. Let me tell you how this works. An anthropologist was actually studying a tribe in Africa. And after he finished his study, he wanted to reward the kids. And so what he did is that he put under a tree a basket full of goodies. And he drew a line in the sand and he lined all the kids up. And he said, the first one to get to that tree can have all of the goodies. How many of you would like to run up and get all those goodies? Well, this, is, this, is, this shocked him because what ended up happening was that when he said, go, all the kids joined hands and they ran together and they all got to the tree at the same time and they all shared the sweets together. Oh, come on. If you're going to clap, make sure it's a good one. And so when he asked one of the children, why did you do this? This is what the child replied. How can one of us be happy if all the other ones are sad? Ubuntu. Christianity right there, 101. Because that's what happened in the early church. It's like, hey, I've got a lot. My brother has a little. I can share my lot with him because I've got more. I've got more. I've got more. The problem with this world is when we don't think we ever have enough. And once we get to that point where we never have enough, then we're always wanting more, more. And what does, what does it mean? More, more, more. You know, one of the greatest things that I did for my family was back in 1995, when my kids were little, I actually took them to the Philippines and we lived there with three months, for three months in the Philippines. And they were exposed to poverty on a scale that they'd never been exposed before. My son is now 36. I think he was 12 at the time. He's 36 now. But he reckons that one of the most powerful events that ever happened in his life was, was Ann and I taking them to the Philippines. Because he started to see how much he had in Australia compared to how much they had in the Philippines. Now, there's certainly incredible areas of wealth in the Philippines, but we wanted to expose them to, to, to people that didn't have much. And it just, it just, it actually kicked them into shape psychologically and mentally. Where they came back to Australia with so much appreciation. Everybody say appreciation. Oh, how beautiful it is to appreciate something. 
And so this is where thankfulness changes your focus. And it changes your focus from what you don't have to what you do have. It changes your focus from me, 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 me to others, others, others. How awesome is that? Do you know, I got a good friend of mine that spoke here. His name is Phil Camden. And a few years ago, Phil Camden was diagnosed with motor neurone disease. And when you're diagnosed with motor neurone disease, you're actually given a death sentence. There's no cure for it. And it's just a matter of time that you're going to die. But your death is a brutal death because motor neurone disease affects your whole body, but doesn't affect your brain. And so what happens is that your body just reduces in its ability to do things. And so it's like you actually get put into a prison and the prison gets smaller and smaller, but your brain is still as sharp as the day, as as ever. And so you lose ability to move your hands, move your feet. Phil is now in a wheelchair. Incidentally, because of his attitude of thankfulness and gratefulness, he's outlasted every prediction. He's, he's, and, and for those of you that know Phil, he's outlasted his prediction, uh, predictions of, of how long he was going to survive. And in outlasting, he's seen three of his grandchildren born. How awesome is that? Three, three grandchildren born. But, but when he found out this, this was his attitude. No, how tell God I served you all my life and this is what you've done for me. No, no. When he found out, he, this, is, this is his attitude. God, I want to thank you for the great life that you've given me. I want to thank you for all the incredible things and, and, uh, and I'm ready to go. Anytime I'm ready to go. And it was just a whole flip. It's, it's just twisting the whole thing around. And the focus is not what I don't have, but what I do have. How many of you are married? Can I, can I tell you one of the great secrets to a great marriage? Great secret to a great marriage is you start focusing on the good points of your spouse. As soon as you start focusing on their lack, you start to get miserable. Once you start focusing on their good points, it just turns everything around. Absolutely turns everything around. And then start thanking them. How incredible it is. You know, in a few weeks' time, Anne and I are going to be celebrating our 38th wedding anniversary. 38 years. And And I can honestly say to you that I love Anne more now than I did 38 years ago. And 38 years ago, man, I just thought it couldn't get any better. It was like, I, I, I'm just passionate in love. And 38 years later, it's like, how does this get even better? How does this? Because it's 38 years of journey of gratitude and thankfulness. And, you know, I wake up in the morning and there she's next to me and it's like, oh, thank you, God, for this amazing gift that you've given me. Wow, what, what? In Wales, while she was being formed in the womb, you were making her for me. What an incredible gift. She is for me. And just having this whole attitude of gratitude just turns everything around. And, 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 and what that does, it creates an atmosphere of growth in the marriage, an atmosphere where, where everything gets better because you're actually using the right water, the right soil, the right environment for everything to get better. And gratitude makes everything better. As soon as you start to look at, the, at, at what you don't have, as soon as you start looking at the four... And, and folks, let me tell you something. 
God has never given a human being a perfect spouse. I know that you think that's wrong. God has never given a human being a perfect spouse. So if you want to look for flaws, you can certainly find them. But I'm saying to you, turn your focus from looking for the flaws to being grateful for the blessing. And start watering that and start speaking that and start creating an atmosphere of gratitude in the family, in the home, in the marriage. And when you create that atmosphere of gratitude, everything changes. You, you, you want your kids to be miserable? Telling them, tell them every single day how pathetic they are. Tell them every single day how useless and hopeless they are. And tell them how much they've disappointed you. And tell them how imperfect you are. And you'll destroy your kids. But if you gather them and, and just tell them, you know what? I just want to affirm you today. You're my child. I love you. You're a gift from heaven for me. We, you, you, in this home, you are valued. You are precious. And you speak that into the child's life. And you say, but John, what happens when they make a mistake? It's in that atmosphere you can address those mistakes. It's in an atmosphere where they feel affirmed and loved and nurtured that you can address any mistake, but you're not destroying them by addressing the mistakes. You're not putting them down by addressing the mistakes. You're actually lifting them up because it's the atmosphere of gratitude that people can change and become better. And what an incredible thing that is. The secret to great marriage, the secret to everything is just, is just awesome. You know, it's interesting the older you get, the more entitled you feel. And, and I, I just, you know, and when you do missions trips, the, it's, it's interesting because you sort of, it's interesting. But you know, 31 years ago, and you can come up, Amelia, I'm, I'm nearly finished. 31 years ago, I did my first missions trip to India. Oh boy, oh boy. I'm so glad that I did that. Why is that? Because it was terrible. And that's praising it up. I. Uh, I can still remember being shown my bed and the bed was moving with bugs. Seriously, bugs through the bed. And it's like you had to sort of flick all the bugs off. But the only problem is it was stinking hot and when you opened the shutters, there was no glass. There was just like a cage. And, and so if the lights were on, all the bugs would come back in. So you flick them off, you turn the lights on, all the bugs would come back in again. But do you know what? The highlight, the highlight for me when I was in India, and this was, you know, talk, you know, talk about five-star hotels. Forget five-star hotels. There was just one thing, one thing that I desperately wanted. And that was a sit-down toilet. Just please, none of these squat things. I'm just not good at squatting. Just a sit-down toilet, that's heaven. And so... When, whenever they took me anywhere, does it have a sit-down toilet? <laughs> yeah, it does. woo <laughs> And so that became the bar. <laughs> and anything better than that. <laughs> and so you've got to be so careful that your entitlement doesn't keep lifting, 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 lifting the bar until it's so high that nothing ever satisfies. It's like, what is that? And so after that, Helen... It was like, yep, yeah, I can cope with this. Not a problem at all. So they stick me in the back of a church. and uh, But at the back of the church, it's warm. 
there's a bed and there's a sit-down toilet and I'm going, yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> Is it five-star? No, it's not five-star. Is it three-star? No, it's not three-star. Is it two-star? No, it's, not. it's one fallen star, but it's got a sit-down toilet and it's warm and I'm happy. <laughs> I'm really happy. And there were no bugs in the bed. I'm really happy. I'm thankful. Come on, guys. Come on. Are you getting this? Attitude of gratitude. Thankfulness changes everything. You might be in a situation that you don't like, but you know what? You're going to find something to be grateful for in everything. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. You don't like the politics that's happening in Australia. Ah! Stop complaining about it and just say, well, at least we live in a country of milk and honey. Ah? How grateful are we? How grateful are we? Come on. Stop focusing. Because some of you are losing sleep over stuff that you shouldn't be losing sleep over because you're focusing on the wrong thing. You've got to focus on the right thing. Is the glass half empty or half full? It's what you're focusing in on. I'm just grateful that there's something in the glass. I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. And I want you to start being grateful. I want you to start saying, God, I'm grateful. And what can you start being grateful for? Start being grateful for Jesus. Start being grateful for the love of God. Start being grateful that God so loved the world. So loved the world. Oh, well, let me put it in another way. God loved the world so much that He was willing to give up His only Son. So how much did He love the world? So much that He was willing to say, Jesus... I want you to die upon the cross and pay the penalty for their sins. And Jesus said, Father, I'm willing to do that. Pay the penalty for their sins. Wow, that's love, isn't it? He could have wiped us out and started again, but he didn't. He said, I love them so much, so much. I want their sins forgiven. I'll make a way for them. I'll make a way for them. I'm not sure that we fully understand it, but that's okay. But we can start somewhere. And just saying, God, I just want to thank you for your love. I just, I'm just grateful for your love. I'm just grateful that you care for me. I'm just grateful, grateful, grateful that you've given me a revelation of Jesus. I'm thankful for the Bible. I'm thankful for the truth that's in there. I'm thankful for family, friends. I'm thankful for Australia. I'm thankful for this incredible country. I'm thankful that I get to live here. And I've traveled to over 80 different countries in the world. And when I come back home, it's like, God, I'm so grateful. Thank you, God, for Australia. Best country in the world, Australia, mate. You live here. How blessed are you? How blessed are you? Are you grateful today? Come on, I just want you to close your eyes. Put your hand on your heart. I want you to say this with me. I want you to say, God, I'm grateful. Help me to be even more grateful. Help me to show gratitude to the people around me. Help me always to look for the good and not the bad. And help me to say thank you for the good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. I'm so grateful for this church. I'm so grateful for every single person on this team. You guys came here, what, 7 a.m. this morning? Some of you were here. How long were you here yesterday, John? 
11 hours. 11 hours. I'm so grateful for the people at the back desk that nobody ever gets to see or hear unless something goes wrong. I'm just so grateful for the kids in children's ministry. I'm grateful for the teachers. I'm grateful for people in car park that were showing you where to park. I'm grateful for in a few minutes you're going to go downstairs and someone's going to serve you tea, coffee. Someone's going to give you barista coffee. How awesome. I'm so thankful they went to the training for that so they make good coffee and not embarrass me with bad coffee. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the people on cameras. So many things to be grateful for. So grateful that people come back from holidays and give me waffles from New York or something. You know, just so grateful. I'm just there's so many things. Just that you can stop and just say thank you, 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 thank you. And all of a sudden it just makes you a nice person. It just changes everything about you. You become a nice person. Grateful people are nice people. Misery guts. back away slowly maybe they haven't seen us maybe 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 we can run because you just know all the complaints of the world you know what we got counsellors for that but seriously not everybody needs for you to do that but everybody needs you to be grateful let's be grateful can we do that can we do that can we make it can we make it a covenant? As for me and my house, we're going to be grateful. We're going to be thankful. We're going to have an attitude of gratitude. It'll change your life, I'm telling you. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.